Worried you'll need to babysit your robot vacuum? Think again. Meet Eufy X10 Pro Omni Robot Vacuum with AI-powered navigation to recognize and avoid over 100 objects. It's the winner of five Best of CES awards. And Digital Trends says it boasts almost all the same features as robot vacuums that cost twice as much. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com. That's E-U-F-Y.com. And discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799. Hello and welcome to the Driven Chat Podcast. My name is John Markar. My name is Miles Lacey. And my name is Amy Haynes. Hey! And this week on the podcast, we'll be talking about the following things. Miles has been driving a Rolls Royce around New York. Indeed, and Amy has been driving a 124-year-old car to the seaside. And John has been riding motorcycles over an active volcano. And we have a big announcement. Welcome to the podcast. The Driven Chat Podcast, powered by Paramex Digital. Hello and welcome to this week's podcast. You may have noticed we are coming in, if you're a real-time listener, live listener, listen on upload listener, um, that we've come in at a slightly different time of the day. And there's a good reason for that, because we were supposed to have an episode recorded on Friday. It didn't happen because it rained and some floods happened and therefore we didn't have a podcast to put out this weekend. So therefore it's going out today. So we're actually recording this, would you believe, on Monday the 6th of November uh, which, providing everything's gone to plan, is also the day that it's been published. So I think that is the fastest we will have ever recorded and edited and posted and published a podcast. And it was so urgent, in fact, that Amy drove here so rapidly <laughs> that she scattered all of her shopping that is true. around the boot of her own car. Shall we tell them why? Yes, I did the slight mistake where I was in Morrison's after having a nice little, you know, stroll around, got my own, my own bits and bobs. And then John said, hey, you uh, are you still on your, you know, coming to do this podcast this morning? And I was like... Beep. Like, <laughs> I was like, whoops, I'm on my way. So an hour later and uh, quite a, a fast journey, but of course within the speed limits, mm. um, all of my, uh, the contents of all of my shopping bags scattered all over the boot of the car. So I had to then grab my milk from the corner of the boot and then the uh, everything else just Which there. car did you erratically drive from your local Morrisons? Have I told you about the current new car, which is not going to stay? Hang on a minute. Yes. I thought I saw you pull up in a different car today, and I thought, that looks like Amy. Is it a car you own? Technically, yes. <gasps> right. Stop. Stop everything. We need to play the guessing. You've seen it. Have you seen it? Yes. Right. Okay, right. It's I not what seen. you would imagine I would drive. It, it is not. I couldn't. I don't think there's a car further from what you would expect Amy to drive. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really? Is I, it new? Newish. It's a new. It's a, it's a modern car, not a classic car. What, uh, what sort of era? I can tell you the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 2013. Okay, so in my view, basically brand new. <laughs> that is a very new car. Uh, so it's not going to be a full EV. Nope. Is it in any way, shape or form hybrid? Nope. Is it front wheel drive? I don't know. <laughs> is it? Miles, tell te- me, is it? it? The front wheels are driven. Oh, okay. I don't actually, I have no idea. I don't know anything about it. It's four wheel drive. Four wheel drive. Is it? <gasps> is it Japanese? No. Oh. Uh, is it of any variety? I love that we've immediately gone off script to <laughs> yeah, the things true. that I was hoping <laughs> but to it's discuss very, first it's thing, but this is more important. Yeah. Um, so it's not Japanese. Uh, four-wheel drive, not Japanese. Uh, is it a British car? Nope. Oh, uh, good. Who's uh, the, the, the final obvious one? The final obvious one? It's European. Four-wheel drive European car. Four-wheel drive European car. 
Is it renowned? Is it a brand that's renowned for producing four-wheel drive cars? No. No. Right. <laughs> but it was the key to their success in oh. the latter years. Oh, my goodness. I love that there'll be people at home going, I know what it's it a, is. I'm, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, the key to their success in the latter years, and it's 2013. Would you say it re- rescued the brand? Absolutely, yes. Oh, my God. I, am I going to absolutely kick myself when I don't get this? Yeah, yeah. Oh, right, go on, put me out of my misery. I, I will tell you the first letter. Right. You can guess everything else. Go on. P. P? P? Uh-huh. European? Mm-hmm. From the, Vi- from the Vysak area. <gasps> You're in a Porsche Cayenne? <laughs> the spicy that- one, yes. Yeah. Are you? <laughs> right? The diesel one. That's why you would never have guessed it. <laughs> ah, but hence the that redeeming of the brand. I know. Yes. I would have never pictured no. you. What are you doing in a Porsche Cayenne? It's... But very long story short, a customer couldn't pay for their bill and <gasps> then they part exchanged their labour with a car. And this love is the it. Car. I love stuff like that. Can we that. mod it? Can we put like off-road no, tires and take it green it. laning? The, oh. the apps are sorry. No, I, 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 it's not for me. Because the thing is, <laughs> we now live in the Cotswolds or nearabouts. Yeah. And so if I go to the local <laughs> you, Neither shop, you or I live in the Cotswolds, but we do tell people we do. We do, <laughs> so we do live we very do. close to the Cotswolds. We're on the edge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> When you live bordering, like, the <laughs> bordering the Cotswolds. Bordering the Cotswolds. But it does mean that it, I often get in a, you know, like a little queue of traffic and there might be like five of us mm. in the row and I'm like, I look like a yummy mummy in the Cotswolds and I do not like that vibe. So uh-huh. I'm just like, it's not for me. Okay. So it's one of those where we thought, we'll keep it for a bit, we'll keep it over winter, see how much we like it. It's fine at oh, the minute. I love it. I don't love it. You're but do. it's quick. Oh, they <laughs> are fast. So is it a t- turbo diesel... V, are they V6, aren't they? V6 diesel? I don't know. Yes. Anyway. Um, wow. Diesel Porsche SUV. It's silver. So what's Thankfully accidentally no. happened is you've started a, a, a racket service where people can't pay their bill <laughs> and you go and send the boys around and then you know, somehow a car lands on your I drive. like that. Basically, yes. And it was one of those where we're like, oh, either we don't get paid or we do this. And neither of the way <laughs> option is good because we know, we know we're not going to be able to sell the Porsche for the amount of money that the bill was owed mm. to us. And already, like, there's a couple of things that aren't right, right with it. And we're like, okay, just, we'll, just, we'll just keep it for a bit. Because at the minute, you know, we've got silly cars for the winter. So we'll just keep it for winter and then we'll get rid of it. I bet it's spring. got lovely heated seats, though. No, it's not. Oh, God, it's get rid of it now. Yeah, You've been do you know what I mean? Stung. Yeah. No, yeah. the oh, most annoying no. thing is the radio doesn't work all the time. So on the drive, on my hour panic drive here at Sit in Silence, because all my AirPods stopped working as well. Oh. I know. So things, anyway, it doesn't matter. But we've gone off script here. Oh, well. <laughs> That's why um, we're arriving. That, I, I wish I'm glad we've had that discussion because it is important. Um, God, no heat. Did anybody seats. guess? I want to know if anyone of you guessed. I bet somebody got it. Somebody will. Somebody. Got it. I'm just surprised. John I think didn't. your clue there. I'm. I am angry at myself that I didn't get that from the clue <laughs> of it. Is the the car that saved the mark? Uh, because I've used that story a bajillion times before when people have complained about SUVs. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Um, so yes, we've we've gone through the headlines there. The title of this episode: Very posh cars, very old cars, and riding motorcycles on volcanoes. And an announcement which I really want to say at announcement because it's the incorrect thing to do that motoring journalists do and it's funny. Um, But we will also be discussing other things, things like Amy has won an award, the National Motor Museum's Young Pioneer Award. We'll talk about that in a second. She's also been photographing a winning Le Mans 8C Alfa Romeo, beautiful, from 1932. I love those cars. Uh, Miles has been watching a terrible film and crashing cars in Australia, and driving the new Rolls-Royce Spectre, or as I like to say, Spectre. Spectre. Um, 
And I've had two press vehicles delivered this week. I'll talk about them both. One is a very nice electric car, a Hyundai Ioniq 6. And one is a motorcycle absolutely not designed for the weather that we're currently having, although it is quite sunny at the moment, a Triumph Speed Triple 1200 RS. <sighs> and breathe. And breathe. But yes, as I mentioned before, we are coming a little later than usual because of our little missed recording on Friday. Uh, do forgive us for that. But before we crack on and talk, go through our talking topics, I also wanted to say a massive thank you because we have had quite a lot of lovely messages and emails and comments and social media DMs about recent episodes. Uh, and I gather, looking at the statistics and analytics and things which I like to do, uh, we've also got quite a few new listeners. So if you are a newbie, welcome. Oh, hi. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Yes, welcome. So these episodes we do once in a blue moon. Um, we are famous for producing podcast episodes where we talk to somebody from the automotive world each and every week, usually a special guest, just like in the most recent weeks, Richard Tuthill, uh, Wayne Bruce off of Bentley Motors and Max Gerardo. And then every so often, the three of us will sit down together or sometimes just a couple of us and we'll just have a bit of a catch up on what we've been doing because we do, beyond sitting down to record conversations with other people, we actually have quite exciting lives ourselves sometimes, don't we? Sometimes. Sometimes. I feel like I'm the least exciting <laughs> out of the three. Like you're, Amy, you're always off shooting things in far-flung locations and winning awards and driving vintage cars. Miles is like racing cars on the other side of the world. And I... You're just riding motorbikes over volcanoes. Sometimes I ride <laughs> motorcycles over active volcanoes. I missed out the word active. It's an active volcano. A hundred years over... No, ten years overdue an eruption. Okay, can we can we start on that one? Yeah. Where is this volcano? <laughs> uh, it's in Tenerife. Oh. Tenerife, which is a, a, a essentially a, one big active volcano. Blows my mind that people decide to live on it, but they do. No pun intended. Hey. Um, blows my mind. <laughs> blows my mouth volcano. Um, yes, it's uh, Mount Tidi is a volcano in the middle of Tenerife. As as many of you know, if you're um, fans of geography and looking at maps, the Canary no Islands. No one's a fan of geography. Oh, love geography. No. What? No, no. Oh. Volcanoes and rivers and <laughs> hurricanes and oh. rock formations. Yeah, oh. I mean, yeah. Who doesn't love a rock Who doesn't formation? love um, an oxbow river? I, I, I don't listen, know. I listened when I was at school. <laughs> I don't know what that is. I don't know. <laughs> um, yes, so uh, the Canary Islands, volcanic, they're all produced as a result of volcanic eruptions. And Tenerife, one of the biggest islands, is there as one of these things. And it has a big volcano in the middle. And it just so happens to have a beautiful road going over the middle of it. And I've been a good few times. My my wonderful other half, her dad, lives out there on the island. So it's a great excuse. A lot of my friends complain a lot about the amount of time I spend in the Canary Islands. I just say, visiting the in-laws. It's no different if he lived in Stoke. We'd go to Stoke to visit him, but he doesn't. He lives in Tenerife, and we just have to fly to a beautiful, hot island that's yeah. average temperatures of 25, years, 25 degrees all year round. It's quite a happy accident, really. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah some people have to do it, you know. Not my fault your dad lives in Stoke. Um, so, uh, yes, anyway, whilst there, I discovered that there is a company on the island that hire out motorcycles, but not just any old motorcycles, not just like your typical holiday rental scooter. There's a company there that, that hire out Ducati Desert Xs. Oh. And you both know how much I enjoyed the Desert X that I had. Yeah, when that was in, you were quite vocal about mm -hmm. it. <laughs> uh, so I saw that the company had one, and I reached out to them and went, Hi, can I ever go on one of those Desert Xs? Next thing I know, I'm going over volcanoes on a Desert X. Nice. Thanks to Canary Rides, which is a company based out in the Canaries. And I just it's just the best thing ever. I, I stand by, I'm sure we, you and I, Amy, we've discussed this in the past, of if you want to get to know a location i.e. on holiday 
just somewhere if you're away on business for a couple of days or something and you want to get to see it, around a city is always very good to walk. But if you've got a bit of space to cover, then go and hire a car or even better, hire a motorcycle and go and explore. Mm-hmm. It's just the best thing to do. Mm-hmm. Although if you ever hire a motorcycle and you weren't planning on hiring a motorcycle, like I put my mm. head in one of those helmets, it's all uh. a bit bleh. Well, I had Did that you know fear. you were going to be doing this? No. Well, I had a rough idea. I did, I'd did. i seen that this company existed, and I thought, oh, maybe I'd like to do that, because it is the roads over there are incredible. It's one of those just – it seems to be very un-European in the sense of beautifully tarmacked roads. The driving standards are pretty good as well. Um, it's just – it's a really easy place to ride a motorcycle, and I'd obviously been out there a good few times beforehand and only driven cars out there. And then seeing so many motorbikes going up and down the volcano and around the island and thinking, oh, I'd quite like to do that. So it was in the back of my mind. I did think, well, maybe I should take my crash helmet and my boots and my Kevlar jeans and all that sort of stuff. But I didn't in the end. But it turns out they had their own helmets and the company's pretty much brand new. And all the helmets were brand new. So nice. it, was, it wasn't like a horrible, I know that experience of like go-karting. Oh, put on yeah. A, yeah. When it's a like moist. Helmet, it's and like, you're, uh, uh, somebody else, somebody, a sweaty person's just taken it off and you then put it on like, oh, it's still warm and wet. Yeah. <laughs> No, not like this. So, yeah, I can 10 out of 10 recommend anyone that's thinking, I want to go on holiday. If, like us, you're stuck in the UK and it's cold and miserable and you're thinking, I just want to go away for a long weekend or a week and have a bit of hot weather, get yourself on a plane four hours to Tenerife, get yourself down to Canary Rides, get yourself on a motorcycle, Desert X, or they've got all sorts of stuff, and just go and rock around the island. It's 130 euros a day. Are you not really scared about either dropping it or coming off it because... You know when you get to the airport and you're going to get out your hire car mm-hmm. and they're like, basically you've got to sign a form that says if you give this back damage with a little scratch on it, you're going to have to pay a thousand percent of what the actual car's mm-hmm. cost is, whatever it might be. Motorbikes seem to be the exact same and it worries me. I, I didn't really get that concern with these guys. It seemed to be quite a relaxed, casual affair, but in a good way. Not okay. like casual in the sense of, ah, if you die, you die. It was like, you know, <laughs> go and... Yeah, enjoy it, but don't worry too much. They're all insured and you pay a little bit extra. But this is the thing. Again, motorcycle excess in comparison to like car excess. You know, when you everyone's done it, you go to the car hire office and you're like, oh, can I get the car, please? And they go, oh, I see you've only ticked the box for really, really good insurance and not really, really, really good insurance. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. So you then get kind of blackmailed into talking, you know, getting that sorted. Um, the upgrade for the motorcycle insurance went from like, I think it's like 60 euros a day to 75 euros a day. So, and that's the fully comprehensive. Oh no, I've dropped it into the volcano fee, um, which again I quite like. I like doing that with hire cars as well because then, in theory, you can just take the car home. You just pay that excess, and then the car's yours. <laughs> Have you ever tried that? No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but there, there is something quite quite we'll, appealing we'll about the idea <laughs> of you know what it's like. You go to the car hire office, and they say, um, "Oh, for the full excess, it's this much," which essentially correct me if I'm wrong, means you have the right to just destroy the car because you've paid the excess, so therefore it doesn't matter. And then if you do destroy the car, they bring you another one. I feel like this is like an episode of Jackass that they will have tried it. Is, that, just... is that not how it works? I feel like that's how Total they think loss it protection. works in Spain because, as, as anyone knows, Spanish hire cars are like top tier for the worst cars in the world <laughs> with the most amount of damage on them. So maybe, I don't know. Well, I'm intrigued. If anybody listening has damaged a hire yes. car quite dramatically, I'd like to know what happened. Yes, please do, actually. Uh, yes, your best destroyed car hire stories to podcast at driven.site. Um, please send those emails because that would be... And if you've got photos. Mm. And has anyone tried the total loss system? Oh, no, I've written the car off. Get me another one. <laughs>
fastest cars in the world hire cars they certainly are don't be yeah. gentle she's a rental <laughs> <laughs> that's the saying unless you're hiring a motorcycle do be gentle because yeah. then things can go wrong but you enjoyed your volcanic uh tour loved it best thing in the world yeah everyone should go and do it immediately everyone should just leave the uk if you're listening here and you're bored and upset that it's wet and cold just go to tenerife it's cheaper than the uk and you get to ride motorcycles and it's hot and you get to go over volcanoes don't worry about the fact that it's 10 years overdue for an eruption. Leave that at the back of your mind. Oh, ten, just 10 years? Just 10 years. Okay, it's fine. Yeah, it erupts every 100 years or so. I, you know, does it, is that even a thing anymore? Happen. It's not very fashionable, is it, volcanoes anymore? <laughs> so, uh, yes. So that was nice. Um, that was very nice. Uh, we can tick that one off the list of things we will talk about. But, yeah, if you want to see some lovely photos of it, have a look on my Instagram feed. I've put some reels up and photos and stuff. And there will be actually a written article. I'm going to do a serious written piece about my adventure. It wasn't just going over there and blagging a bike for a day. Um, you were being an actual journalist. I was being an actual journalist. You should, I mean, giving, you know, not even talked about the bike itself, giving us the highlights. Mm. Did you enjoy it? Good bike? Oh, the, the Ducati Desert X, I am I, almost certain that I'm going to buy one. Oh, well, yeah, I'd, I'd love them so much. And I said that from the minute I took delivery of the press bike, because Ducati being Ducati, um, which is this is not a bad thing at all, they don't really do the bike delivery thing. They like you to go and collect the bikes from them, which fortunately for us is only down the road at Ducati Silverstone. Um, and I rode home, despite the fact that half that journey riding home from Silverstone to my home in Warwickshire uh, was in the pouring rain. I got home with the biggest smile on my face and was like, "This thing's so good." Yeah. <laughs> and then I had it for the week and did some green laning on it and went up and down the country. We did that recording over in Wales. I shot across to Wales on it. It's just, it's just such a glorious bike. And when I got back to the hotel in Tenerife after my day of riding around on the Desert X, um, my other half, Amy, was like, "Oh, did you have a nice day then?" I was like, "Yeah, I think." Just so you're aware. <laughs> One of these is getting purchased soon. <laughs> if it suddenly turns up at home, that's why. I love them. I just think they are, honestly, the just all in all, for a bike that can do everything, a bit of off-roading, some cross-country riding, some pillion ca- carrying. Uh, it, it's got everything. It's just wonderful. And it looks cool. And, yeah, love it. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. There cool. you go. Well, that is the... Uh... That is the true acid test. If you end up actually buying one as a journalist, yeah. it's probably done quite well. And it's not really happened before. I've driven many cars and ridden many motorcycles, and very few have made me go, ooh, I actually need to start working out how I'm going to buy one of these. But the Desert X has done that, so, yeah. Good bike. Good news. I have written an article about it as well, about the bike, the one that I had on loan. So if you want to read about why they're so good, go and have a look. Oh, and a YouTube video. Go and have a look at that as well. Now, Amy. Yes. Uh, on my notes here, I've got it that uh, you've been driving a 124-year-old car to the seaside. Yes, I have. I did that yesterday. Yesterday. That's why I'm a little bit late today. Because you've come all the way from Brighton. <laughs> you've come all the way from Brighton. Um, obviously, if you're a car person, you more than likely know about the London to Brighton. It's the oldest motoring event in the world, which I didn't know about. I know. Um, Is it really? Yep. So, apparently, um, as in like the, the oldest official motoring event. Oh, because that's fun. In I forgot what year it was. Now um, I have got it in my notes, but I'm not going to look at it. The <laughs> the UK used to have a bloke that had to walk in front of every car holding a flag, basically being like, "Look out! There's a car coming!" And love it. That in like 1890 was abolished, and then 60 yes, it was like 60 blokes all um, thought to themselves, "Let's go on a road trip." Now that it's been abolished, we'll go from London. 
to Brighton. And then only about 30 of them finished or something like that. But that's what they've done it every year since. And then oh. apart from, um, uh, like, I think it was over the war where there's a fuel shortage. Um, yeah. But then that, yeah. That, so then that's some what more doing. important things to be doing. Slightly, yeah, the war thing was slightly important. I like that. And it's also worth reminding, so anyone that doesn't know, perhaps our international listeners, of which we have many, London to Brighton isn't actually that far anymore. By modern standards, it's about... 60 miles. It's about 60 miles, it is isn't 60 it? 60 miles. But and you can do it, it in about 45 minutes in a normal car. Yeah. But when you, as I'm sure you're about to say, in the late 1800s, it was quite the feat, wasn't it? So our we were we were in a in a very old car that was lent to us by the British Motor Museum in Gaydon, mm-hmm. um, and it was their 1899 Wolseley Rattle I can't I can't say the word very well. Rattle Yes, oh, I love that. That has a bit of a, a bit of French about it, doesn't yeah. it? It does. It does. So um, it's a single cylinder. Two horsepower. Whoa. Um, yeah, I know, right? Hit um, me with the figures. Top speed. Top speed, 20 miles an hour. Ooh, uh, but we managed rich. to get on a downhill, <laughs> I've got a screenshot, 31 miles an hour. Oh, my God. But my word, yeah. the exhilaration that you feel. You know, people think, you know, if you're going in really slow, old, boring cars, oh, it's, it is, it is, I was about to say exciting. Exciting is part of the word, word but scary would I think would be a better word because it was one of those where like you, you, you're going down the hill at speed and at the bottom of the hill there's suddenly a traffic light and you're thinking mm. uh oh and old vehicles up until probably I know the 60s didn't really have great brakes correct so when you're in a car that as you said is 124 year old, years old you're when you're putting your foot on the brake and you're thinking yeah this is not slowing down very very quickly <laughs> a lot of it is a lot of forward planning and the throttle the throttle's on a weird like um, hang on put my cup of tea down Throttle is like on a like a a toothed toothed thing. Oh, okay. Right. So it's like so, a pedal. That you, I'm trying to. It's so you've got to think of the so best way right, to audio describe this. Your right hand yeah. has got like a toothed like quarter of a gear looking like thing. Oh, so it's not a pedal. No, it's, it's a, a it's lever. A, it's a lever. But this oh. is this is the stupid not the stupid thing, silly thing. It's not a lever. It's not an easy thing you can hold. It's literally about the size of a marble. A, like, literally, oh. it's like a, a metal marble yeah. size that you have to move down these teeth, and then. Oh, so, I see. So yes. it's like a little. Um, yeah. So it's just like a, a short travel. Imagine like a little scientific. Uh, or mathematical protractor. Yes. And you were putting a marble on. over the top of that. Yes. Right. Got it. So it's like trying it. to shake hands with a cat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, long, yes, I suppose it is. But um, so uh, you've, that's the only way you, you, your throttle is, is, you know, you go faster if you go goes down a bit, oh. slow if you bring it up a bit. But also there's about a three second delay <laughs> between if you move the, you know, move the, the throttle ball six notches down oh. there'll be about three seconds delay before you start to speed up slightly mm-hmm. the, but the same the more important one same the slowing down so if you think I need to slow down over there you need to slow down now right. kind of thing so talk me through the controls then so th- are there any pedals there's one foot pedal it's mainly it's a brake right. and it's mainly a you stamp your foot on a thing and it stamps a thing on the on the wheel it's right. not really oh. it's very like there's lots of levers and yeah. wires of things and like little Drip oil pots and things like everything is very, very mechanical. Steering wheel? Or no, no, there's not a steering wheel. There's something called a tiller. Oh my god! It's a come stick. On. It's a it's a stick that comes out, and then if you move the stick to the left, you go right. Ah. And if you move the stick oh, to like the right, oh, like a boat. Is it on like on a boat? Yeah. Turn left to go right. 
turn right. It, it is quite. Yeah. It, it, it sounds really well. Like odd. a Tillerman is a is the is the person at the back of the barge, isn't it? Uh-huh. The, yes. The U, yeah. um, rudder. It sounds like you had quite a lot to think about whilst driving yes. it. So when we did our test day, when we kind of go around the the, the car park of of the Motor Museum. Um, that was easy, and I was like, "Okay, this is fine." Donald, yeah, I've this. got this. A <laughs> couple of roundabouts. Anyway, I'm not even going to lie. Like, I, I'm a, I'm a decent driver, mm. whereas my husband William is a very good driver. I'm not even going to try and pretend. Like, he's a really he's good... smiling now. He's, <laughs> he's, he's listening. He's like, going, I, know, I, know. <laughs> I know. He's just clipping that. No, he's, he's going to have that as his uh, ringtone for when you call him. <laughs> he's a very good driver. He, he, but he is. I, to give him his due, he's a very good driver. I think because he's such, so mechanically minded, and yes. he's a, basically an engineer kind of mind. He understands what the hell's going on. I get into it just being like, I'll follow the instructions that I was given yeah. and not really follow exactly if something doesn't work, why it doesn't work or whatever. I'll, yeah. Anyway, he's driving it and he's going full chat into some corners, which he's loving. We had a little tiny, nice little drift at one point, but it was oh a scary drift. When God. you're going like 15 miles an hour and you're yeah, drifting around a roundabout, it's so terrifying. You've got this like tiller stick that's shaking away. Like honestly, severe vibration tiller. Like you're, you cannot, I don't know how to, to, to do, this car did a thousand miles in, a, in one trip. It went from London to Edinburgh and back again. And we were thinking after 60 miles, which took us from 7 a.m., we got there, I think, about 1 p.m., and we stopped for like an hour for, for some food or whatever. It, it, you know, anyway, going off on one. He, his driving, and he was like, this is taking a lot of concentration yeah, for me. that's what I was about to say. I was, I, I kind of thought to myself, you know, because suddenly somebody, because you've still got modern traffic, mm. but modern traffic then sees the veteran car coming along and they don't think, oh, you'll be able to stop because I'm on my way. They'll just keep going. So yeah. suddenly yeah. you're like, oh no, we need to stop quickly here. Yeah. A couple of slightly brown pants moments because it was a, it was a, a scary do, thing. Do people have accidents on this event? Surely yeah. they must do because people of that. have died. I think. Oh wow! I think oh I'm saying that now. I'm pretty sure a couple of people have died in the past. Wow! It's uh, people have accidents. They break down. It's it's yeah. actually quite a dangerous event. Yeah, yeah. It's very very well managed. Um, so you know, there's there's part of the massive a road that's coned off just for the veteran car so you're not trying to so even though it's the busiest part of the route they're not trying to merge into direct like major traffic (laughs) or anything like that so it is (laughs) just gonna join the m1 (laughs) 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 it it is yeah going top speed of 20 miles an hour yeah yeah um so it can be it can be quite dangerous but i mean because it's only done once a year and it is very it's very well organized with lots of volunteers Mm. as well um it's it's not too bad and if I if basically I thought I was definitely going to drive after lunch I'm going to drive the rest of the way to Brighton because I'm not going to be that woman in the car that just Mm. sits there and navigates oh no by halfway I was like oh no you can carry (laughs) on (laughs) I have no interest in the balance of enjoyment over stress is tilting the wrong way yes so he he was like I love you know when I really find a car really difficult to drive then I nail Mm. it you know have such satisfaction I don't know if that's a man thing because John you're nodding right there I don't I I do not get that I, I do get it but yeah, it's, it's more of a. I want to have a nice time and take nice, nice pictures. Yeah, <laughs> so that's yeah. what I did. I bet you got some amazing shots. I think so. I I've, not, I've not even looked at my camera yet it's because I was in Morrison's and then suddenly here. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it was a it was a really really fun event. But also the the joy how, where you're waving to people the whole yeah, way, cool. <laughs> and that is the most heartwarming thing. Like you leave London at seven in the morning, and the amount of right. I was saying to Will. 
no event would make me want to really get up at five in the morning that mm-hmm. I wasn't participating in just to go and watch. Just yeah. not even the whole thing. Just like literally, I don't know, an hour of people leaving. Uh-huh. I would not want to do that. But no. then, you know, in London, you've got the, the streets are lined for, the, for at least for, the, for, you know, the very beginning bit. Yeah. And then you kind of, you know, trundling through Brixton or whatever. You've got people kind of about to get ready to go to work or whatever they're doing. And they look at you funny and they give you a little wave, yeah. wave and you're like, oh, hi. And you it's like, nice. morning, hello. And But then you get like closer to Brighton and there's crowds of people and it's and everybody's waving you hear them going like well done and you just think thank you so much yeah (laughs) i'm alive (laughs) i'm alive i've not died yet i do like that sort of stuff i like it when you see people the people that have gone to the end of their path you know like they obviously know they live on that route and maybe they won't even necessarily know that the event is happening on this particular day but they'll hear a little clatter of something going out and they're like oh it's the london's brighton day right i'm gonna make a cup of tea sit on my wall at the end of my footpath and just wave at people going past the amount of people who were on the side like verges of of grass in their classic cars because they thought oh we know it's happening and they've got picnics out or as you said like people with their it was so nice seeing kids when they were like oh my god what is that that's going past and then they wave at you and you're like hi and they they get so excited and yeah having a little picnics and barbecues it was really really nice damn it that is cute as hell it was really really sweet um and then yeah so but i have to say i'm gonna say a public apology to you now john because oh, oh, oh yes yes I know why. you know why so originally i i'll tell you miles tell so me. originally i was told that i was going to be in a, a four-seater car and i was like great so i was like i'll bring my husband obviously ask will first i'll bring john and we'll bring someone else either drunk and bring amy or, or whoever he wants yeah and then I found out there'd been a change of cars and I only had a two-seater car. By this point, I'd already asked John. Oh, Lord. And I was I like... I wasn't invited anymore. <laughs> see- Can you believe she chose her husband over me? <laughs> I think that's disgusting. I avoided Who John's messages you for like a week because I felt so bad. <laughs> I didn't know how to yeah. tell you. But, I mean... It, I mean, he's not, you know... I mean, it's only a, he doesn't seem too bothered about it. I didn't bring this up. <laughs> I, I didn't it's say, did I, you have a nice time, because I, I didn't. <laughs> Because I felt so guilty. Aww. As you should. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> you ruined his day. I mean, well, the, the, the thing I've done to try and make it a little bit better... Yeah, it gets better. ...is that I've, I've spoken to the museum, and they're fan- the, the British Motor Museum are fantastic, and they have basically said... Because I said, you know, could could you give, could you maybe give John a, a a lesson in how to drive the car when you know we can maybe come and do a podcast? And then they're like, why don't you give John a lesson on how to drive the car? <gasps> so this is now. So I've only driven it for about I don't know. Ten minutes around the car park. Now I'm going to give you a lesson in how to drive I, the car. I think this is brilliant. Idea. I want to be there for that. I can't yes. really think of I'll anything that could go wrong. Honestly, we, could I'd, you imagine? It's. Fa- Have you been to the museum recently as well? No, I've never. For, I've never been. Not my for a good word. Few years. It is right. I'm. I'm going to say this as a pure, honest kind of quote here. Mm-hmm. I thought museums were boring. Even mm-hmm. as a car person, I would still think, oh, you know, I'll go to a car museum if there's not much else to do. Yeah. My walked in to you know go and have a tour around and, and to learn how to drive the car fascinating such a great museum and then the fact that you're they're still driving these cars quite regularly as mm. well i was like right i'm definitely gonna come back here for like a full day outing just to Aww. you know they've got an, a cafe in there and you can anyway they've got the jaguar sirens I, I feel like we should have like a driven goes uh driven goes on the road a kind day of out <laughs> you know? to which is like <laughs> why don't we have a christmas party there <gasps> yes and we can just walk around merrily drinking mulled wine and looking at cars and going look cold dry interior yeah the, at the minute the uh, the aston martin bulldog that i've done a lot of work oh, with yes. that's currently 
there. Um, we've got, there's like a, an MGB that's cut in half so you can see all the internals of everything, which is quite cool. Nice. They've just got like genuine C types, D types, just sat there. No no, no major barriers around them or anything like that. Yeah, just literally that. sat there in the, in the Jaguar bit, which is technically another company, but it's on the same site. But yeah, it's really, really good. Wow. So um, yeah, they have like hundreds of thousands of visitors a year yeah i can absolutely believe that anyway so yeah big and thanks to them a podcast there well that's exciting I, yeah. we'll see, see how uh john gets on driving the uh what's it called the the uh walls live voiturette the voiturette yes oh, i love it it sounds right. like it should be said with an accordion playing in the background <laughs> <laughs> very good very we well that, that sounds, anyway, that that sounds jolly that's lovely. awesome yeah, yeah. nice uh, Miles, I'm going to turn the attention to you for this bit because you've been travelling internationally a lot. A lot. Um, now I don't know where. Well, perhaps we'll start with the Rolls Royce driving in New York. That's the reference to the very posh cars in our yes. podcast title. Um, what on earth were you doing in New York driving well, Rolls so here's, Royce? So it's interesting. So I I, um, I got back from Australia and I had about six days to sort of get over that. Yes. And then I jumped on a flight to go to New York. Yes. And I've been very lucky that I've travelled around the world over the last 10 years doing what I do. I've never, ever been to America. What? I know. Have you not? Nope. Madness. And I've been oh. a lot of places. So New York was your, was your first experience in yeah. America. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's a really that's good... That's why you were uploading pictures on your Instagram story of, like, yellow school buses. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was just losing my mind. Yeah, I felt like I was on a movie set. It's like the films. <laughs> yeah. I was like... Oh. And then, actually, what didn't occur to me, one of my friends went, why are you filming school buses with children on them? And I went, oh, yeah. Really think about that. <laughs> this does look odd now. I'm just going to lower my phone. <laughs> Nothing to see here. Nothing to see. Um, so that's why I was like a bit, um, oh, a bit that. like fanboying around really basic stuff. Oh, yeah. but that's adorable. Uh-huh. What were your, some of your favourite things about for our American list- listeners? What were some of your favourite things about America initially? The size of the cars mm. were amazing. Everybody drives a giant truck. Yeah. There's no, you know, what do we consider to be a big truck over here? Like a Ford Ranger. Maybe. I guess the biggest yeah. things that we see on the road are probably... Oh, yeah. I mean, pickup truck wise. Pickup trucks. Our right, yeah. pickup truck versions of American pickup trucks, like the Ford Ranger, is embarrassing. Yeah, they suck. Oh, my God. It's it's eye-wateringly embarrassing. Uh, but that's because our roads just aren't designed for that. So the biggest thing we see on the road is probably... Well, our equivalent of a pickup truck is like a, a van, isn't it? Yeah. Transit van. Yeah. So a van or a, a, a long wheelbase sprinter or something like that. But everything's just in excess and massive. Mm. And even the trailers, I think I posted a picture of one of them. This guy that was towing his car, and he had one car on it. And the trailer was like the size of an articulated, <laughs> uh, you know, truck trailer. Yeah. But just on the back of like a Dodge Ram kind yeah, of thing. I love that. <laughs> it was monstrous. They call them a fifth wheel or something like something that. Something like that. Into, yeah, so it looks like an articulated lorry. Yeah. In a, what we would call an articulated lorry. And apparently lorry. you don't need, you don't need a license for that. You don't need nothing. You can just, uh, off you go. Uh, good luck wow. kind of thing. Yes. So that was quite cool. Um, and uh, I had some street meat. I had a hot dog off a street corner. That was brilliant. How does pigeon taste? Do you know what? All right. <laughs> <laughs> Love a bit of mystery meat. Um, yeah, mystery meat for sure. Um, I don't know. It just felt like it felt like I was on a movie set yeah. the whole cool. time. It's but cool, it's cool you city, were driving Rolls Royce. The reason for actually being there was, yeah, I was doing some work for Rolls Royce, and there's a place uh, an hour and a half outside of New York called Monticello, mm. uh, which sounds lovely. It's not. It's not a nice place. Monticello. Um, but what is there is Monticello uh, Private Motor Club, and it's essentially 
uh, a very nicely put together racetrack, private club, etc. Okay. For members, so you maybe maybe heard of like Thermal in America and yep. like Ascari in wherever that is. Yes, it's like a resort. There are chalets. That you take kind of your thing. Car, you stay there for a week or so. So it's like a full service thing. Your cars are based there, and nice. you just can turn up as some guys did. There was like a lawyer from New York who uh, drove out of the city, did two days pounding around in his four eight um, GT three car. And then, you know, just went, well, I'm going now. Went back to settle divorce. And <laughs> exactly. exactly. Yeah. For me, it was like, I imagined, you know, like Harvey Spectroff suits. Yeah. It yeah, was yeah, like yeah. that for me. <laughs> and I was really hoping to see him in New York. What, Harvey Spectre? Yeah. Didn't, didn't see him didn't see around. Him, no. No. Disappointing. Busy. Um, so, yeah, we were there with Roll Royce and it was uh, essentially to do a bit of work with the uh, Ghost Black Badge. Mm-hmm. And it's for it was like a back to back thing, so they're using it as like a closed road, which because it sounds ridiculous to drive a Rolls Royce on a racetrack, right? Well, that's the thing. So I remember you saying about I'm going out to New York to drive the to do a Rolls Royce event, and it's at a racetrack. Yeah. And I was like, why? What? Yeah, what for? And I thought the same thing at first. I thought, why are we doing that? But actually, they're treating it as more like a closed road kind of thing. Um, but what's amazing is they're actually alarmingly fast over a lap. <laughs> and what are they, like twin turbo V8? Yeah, six, 6.75 litre <sighs> V12 oh, twin V12? turbo. Holy yeah. moly. Yeah. I love that you guys have gone straight technical. I'm just thinking, what's the mile per gallon? <laughs> Do you know? Bad. <laughs> bad. <laughs> Do you know what? <laughs> it doesn't even have a gauge for it. Does, yeah, of course. <laughs> if one has to ask... Oh, wow. And... I had no idea they were V12. Yeah, V12. Absolute Jesus. massive powerhouse. Wow. And... Even because one does not want to be aware of the mechanics of the car. No, 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 no. It no. does not have a rev counter. It has a power reserve gauge. Okay. Yeah. So you have a, a effectively um, uh, like a needle on a dial. Yeah. And when you're at rest, <laughs> you have 100% power available. And when you start to use more, it drops down. I like got this. nothing left. Because you wouldn't. Yeah. You, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you just got normal. Normal, Captain. <laughs> All the beans have been spent. Um, yeah, because of course you wouldn't want to know that you actually have a, a an engine with like oil and all sorts of things and fire and all that kind of stuff moving around. Did you around. get to like really push on in them? Yeah, we did passenger laps in them. Um, real. Which was, I don't know who it was more scary for. <laughs> yeah. They were like, you know what you're doing, don't you? I was like, yeah. It's a, it's. I've experienced being in the back of a car that's been designed to be like a chauffeur car that's then been driven at quite serious haste sure and when the cars aren't designed for that you can start to feel and i'm lucky i don't really get travel sick but i have found myself a few times in a big luxury like a a extended wheelbase range rover or something quite happy if it's just bumbling along nicely but the minute it's pressing on going around corners you can feel quite easily a a bit ill yeah i I could see if you were you know pounding around doing that that it would start to have that effect i mean we were going out doing a couple of two or three laps people just going oh my god how is this doing that and i'm going i don't know but it is (laughs) (laughs) how much practice do you get given before you've got to do these passenger laps so that's a great question because they said uh Two of the guys had been there before. I'd never even heard of the place. So I was on mm. YouTube going, Of course, yeah, learning God, the circuit. I need yeah. to learn the track. Um, so I watched some videos and watched... The, the, it was very hard to... In fact, I don't think I still found a video that was like a good point of reference because mm. it was just like really bad driving. <laughs> People going, oh, yes, look at me driving around. And so I was like, I don't know why you would have posted that. Um, so, so we got Miles there. is available for tuition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so we had literally, um, yeah, two hours. I reckon we did six laps to learn it. And then they were like, off you, off you go. 
<laughs> but you know, being the consummate professional that uh, that I am, I learned it and didn't go off. So well, well done. done. I to consider that to be a good day out. Wicked. Very impressed with the car. Very yeah. impressed with the car. What was it that stands out? And I guess it, it, no, we shouldn't make it about the the circuit performance because that is categorically not what it's designed for. But are there any of even just the kind of like, pootling around bits were the things that you notice? Because I know. It's years since I've driven a Rolls Royce, but the one thing that always struck me was just the silence to it all. Like, there's yeah. just no event. It's just well, there is an event in the fact that it's very grand and luxurious, but you don't really know it's all happening. It just kind of glides along. Are they still? I think that's it. It just yeah. separates you from like what's going on in the outside world. And even on so this that particular circuit had a really long back straight section where we'd get to I don't know 140 miles an hour. Pretty good. Yeah. Um. And I'm just talking to the person in the passenger seat like we are now. I'm not raising yeah, yeah, my voice. Yeah. I'm not, you know, you would have no idea. And I'd say to them, look, because if they were driving as well, how fast do you think we're going? And they're like, oh, 70 miles an hour. And then looked down and went, oh, we're doing twice that. Yeah. Because you lose the sensation of speed completely. Of course, yeah. Mm. Love it. I don't think I've ever driven, oh no, I've once driven a like 1970s Rolls Royce that my mate had from eBay mm. for like four grand or whatever. Yeah. But I've never driven a, a modern one. And I'd really like to know that of experience the event that is that level of luxury i don't know because we've driven a lot of bentleys and stuff but i don't know if it's are they comparable i have no idea i think they're just different aren't they? yeah so my what's interesting so before we hit record in fact when miles first turned up we were talking briefly and we we tried to keep the, the 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 casual chat to a minimum because then we ran out of things to talk about in the podcast but we were talking about that difference of Rolls Royce and Bentley and I've said a number of times in fact I said it on the podcast with Wayne Bruce a few weeks ago who was the PR comms director um, that I my personal perception and this is a personal view is that if you want a car to be driven in perhaps you choose the Rolls Royce if you want a car to be driven in and the one that you might then want to have a go in yourself and drive properly as a driver's car, then you choose the Bentley. Because mm-hmm. I I just feel yeah, like the Bentley's a bit more kind of, yeah, Bentley has a motorsport arm and they've always been renowned for their capabilities of powerful cars, whereas Rolls-Royce has always been about the luxury. But you were saying that a part of the reason for this circuit experience was to educate the drivers that, yes, you can be driven in this, but if you want to have a crack on yourself, it's actually quite a nice place to be like quite a fun car to drive exactly that yeah and that was like essentially black badge they call it versus the mm. standard ghost if uh, if you will but yeah yeah really quite impressive um what i think the most bizarre thing i experienced when i was there and there was a lot of bizarre things that happened <laughs> because it's a private racetrack a lot of the um so you know in the uk it was, you know with racing as well everything's super regulated yeah. from the minute you get to the race circuit, you've got to sign on, you've got to do this, you've got to, everything has to be perfectly aligned before you can even think about driving on a racetrack. Mm. Quite different there. And a lot of their members were like learning how to, uh, race in okay. club level cars. Yeah, yeah. And what we would call an MX five over here, the Miata in America, Miata, yeah. very popular. And they raced them and they had probably 25 cars on the grid. So they said, Oh, this race is happening in the morning. If you want to come here early and watch, nice. come and watch yeah, it. Like, yeah, 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 cool. I'm looking around going, huh, a, that's really strange. And it was, it was, it was Halloween. Somebody had a skeleton <laughs> in the passenger seat of their race car. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then what proceeded to happen, they said, uh, two of the, uh, girls that were working on, on the, uh, uh, on the Rolls Royce thing, they said, uh, do you want to join for the race? Oh, I was like, what do you mean join for the As race? A passenger. So yeah, you can sit in the passenger seat whilst the race is happening. <laughs> what? 
and they're looking around at us going, is this not, does this, is this not normal? I said, no. No, God That no. absolutely does not happen. And you've, also, you've immediately... I don't want to carry around another 75 kilos well, in the car that. when I'm trying to win. There's that. And then there's also, you've increased by 100% the possible injury risk in one vehicle. Yeah. So like, as far as Marshall Post are concerned, you've now got to think about getting two people out of a car should the worst happen. It's uh, just bizarre. It absolutely was bizarre. Wow. It, were there still the usual things like helmets and roll cages and stuff? All of that, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But just the fact that you could just carry around some ballast with you, essentially. And I, I thought, how wow. unpleasant for the person. What if 10 minutes into the race, yeah. you went, I don't like this. Yeah. <laughs> You're not going to go, oh, okay. Sorry Stop. to trouble you. I actually need the loo. <laughs> Do you mind if we stop for five minutes? Yeah, that's just not going to happen, right? Oh, my God. Um, so, yeah, it was like the Wild West. It was crazy. Love it. Well, we're going to come back to your adventures shortly because you've been driving other Rolls Royce Oasis. But uh, I feel that we should pay reference to some big news from our very own Amy Haynes. You can't, you can't allow, you can't. This section's so important. You can't have Amy read out her own. No, thing. no, I won't. I'm going to read it. Don't you worry. I was looking worry. at what, what we're about to talk about. Okay. <laughs> it's the. Uh, well, m- maybe we'll talk it up in a different way. Somebody in this room has won an award. Oh, who? And it's the award, the National Motor Museum's Young Pioneer Award. Wow. Who could that be? Well, <laughs> Amy's face. I mean, like, oh, it might be me. It's me. <laughs> Amy's poker face is terrible. <laughs> so, yeah, um, congratulations. Thank you very much. Yes, congratulations to you. Yes. Okay. Round of applause that- from the audience. And how did this come about? I got an email saying, hey, every year we give two awards at our event and one of them is the Young Pioneer of the Year Award and we want to give it to you. And I was like... Oh, what? They didn't even say come along because you've been nominated? No, it was oh. like I knew beforehand. So it, I was obviously very grateful. Hence the very nice red dress. Hence, oh yeah, I planned that. Amy, it was... by the way, says beautiful dress. Tell Amy her dress was beautiful. Yes. So, Miles, tell Amy's... me my dress is gorgeous. It was stunning. Thank yeah, you. absolutely. <laughs> Rock and roll. You've not seen it, have you? No. <laughs> <laughs> so the, 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 the dress thing was either going to be 1920s or sunbeam red and i was like yeah, any excuse okay. to buy like a red dress you were the again. lady in the red dress well there was a few ladies in red dresses but i was one of them okay yeah you were the best dressed just I mean, say that yeah i guess <laughs> other people no the, who, just, nah. did they win awards no and then screw yeah. them I nearly said a very rude word then <laughs> <laughs> then screw them <laughs> but no the national um motor museum which is different to the british motor museum the, yes uh, the the other the motor other museum. motor museum um were really really lovely they had uh, held this um their event the beauty 100 event um and yeah got an award but what's slightly odd not odd um even though they've said you know that i've won it for well, being a young pioneer, I don't really know specifically. Like, is it the photography? Oh, is they didn't it... say? Not quite. Uh, oh, no. okay. Well, I, just well... don't ask any questions. Just <laughs> take it. No, just for my, um, what was it, for my, uh, what? Podcasting. Podcast, yeah, that must, it must be the podcasting, I think it? it, you know, you're welcome. <laughs> what, else, what else could it be? Yeah. Um, but but no, yeah. you have got quite a bit going for you, let's be honest. Oh, sandwich oh, fan. our sandwich fan. Photography. Yes. You do photographs sometimes. Sometimes. Adventuring. Yes. Like, but not only just the car photographs, the lifestyle photographs. Yes. The just general being cool on motorbikes and classic cars, which is a big thing for people like the National Motor Museum, because again, it's showing 
and encouraging the interest of classic cars and the importance of it, which is very important. Mm-hmm. Let's keep these lovely cars on the road. It's cool. Going off on a slight tangent here, mm-hmm. because I feel awkward talking about my yeah. achievements. Um, I We were talking with the museums, both of them, about how we get more younger people into the classic car world. Uh-huh. And I just ended up sending out a message to my our workshop, our Jaguar workshop, little group. And I said, hey, can you guys, because we've got people ranging from 17 years old to, I don't know how old the oldest one is, I'm not going to offend anybody, probably in early 50s. Okay. Saying what is why do you love classic cars or what, where is your mm. joy? So especially especially our two younger chaps, um, seventeen and twenty, I think they are. Mm. Um, just want to know what their their interest, you know, what what created that passion because both of them haven't come from car backgrounds necessarily. Okay. Yeah. You know, their family aren't carry, and it's really interesting hearing everyone's um, their opinions basically. Yeah. So I'd like to hear other people's opinions, not mm. necessarily you two now, mm. oh. and, but you can do. But I just you, rehearsed my answer in my head. Well, yeah, all right, let's hear let's hear it. But I want to hear I want to hear lots of people's opinions. I'd yeah, like to hear other really listeners to tell me, yeah. like literally the baseline question of why we're here: Why do you like cars? And oh, especially not for just you. classic cars. Mm, let's go with classic cars because that's where I think we're going to be struggling to. I tell you what, we'll do. We're yeah. going to use that question on our Instagram stories today. Yes, one of those question things. Yes, yeah. Why do you like cars? Yeah. See what people say. Uh-huh. And I would also like to know their age. Oh, yes, nice. And yeah, um, write this down. And reminders yes. that we're all now not that age. Yeah. <laughs> and can we do, oh, do we do cars or classic cars? I think let's start with, I like the idea of classic cars. I like the idea of classic cars as well, because that's what it, because people. Because then if people don't like them, then they're either not going to reply or they might just say, I don't. Yeah. And I'd like to know why they don't as well, actually. And then squash them and say you're wrong, but um, yeah, yeah they're, they're just incorrect. <laughs> yeah, no, that'd be interesting. No, yeah. I just thought it was really interesting, and yeah, some of the, some of their um, responses was was really interesting. And like one of the guys was basically saying the same reason why I'm into classic cars are just aesthetically, not even. Mm. I mean, they're all mechanics as well, so they're you know in the engineering side of things. But other, you know, some of the other guys were like the absolute joy of the engineering, especially some of the. Really old car. Like we've got our workshop manager Dave used to work for a uh, company that looked after pre-war cars, mm. and he said the amount of different methods that everybody in that era went to at, towards the same problem and came yeah. out with different uh, ideas of to fix it. Yeah, different solutions That's to it because you had to always like Rolls Royce came from the, the early Rolls Royce cars were all quite aeronautical engines. Mm-hmm. They were all push rods rather than cables because, of course. I may be getting this completely wrong, but at high altitude, the, the the cables stretch in a slightly different way, whereas push rods don't, and therefore they carried that over to the cars. And so it depended if where the engineers came from, whether they started out making motorbikes and then went on to cars, or like Triumph, or yeah, aircraft through to cars. It's just yeah, it's pretty wild. It was a wild time, wasn't it? Of mm-hmm. let's all have a go at this new thing called cars, but everyone was kind of just making it up as they go along, like, well, I think it needs to work like this. It's like there was no generalised until, I think, 20 or 30 years into the car being made, there was no agreed uh, layout of controls, like the throttle would yeah. be here, the brake would be there, and the clutch Didn't would be there. Didn't Top Gear do a thing on that a while ago? There was like this, they found like the first car that actually had yeah. what we recognise now as like... Yeah, accelerator, brake, clutch, yeah. steering wheel, that kind of thing. And everyone else was just like, well, we do it like this. Yeah. And I've driven the pre-war Bentleys with a centre throttle. Mm-hmm. So throttle in the centre, brake on the right, clutch on the left. You get used to it quite quickly. You do. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, you do. It's surprisingly intuitive, but it's just wild to think that 
if you were going to buy a Bentley, then you'd have a centre throttle. Whereas if you wanted to go and buy, I don't know, an Alvis, then it wasn't. <laughs> it's just like, oh, well, we, ours are in the middle. So, pff, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Brilliant. so yeah, if you... Why do you like classic cars? Tell us why right now. And um, how old are you? And how old are you? Yes. We won't tell cool. anyone. Well, well done for your Young Pioneers Award. Yeah, Thank you really very cool. much. It's a Thank you. whacking great big trophy. Massive. Did I you only... keep it forever? No, only oh. a year. I know. Where, I... where is it? Where it's have you put it? currently in my lounge. Um, <laughs> I don't really know where to put it, but we've just moved, so thankfully I've got enough space to, to, to put it somewhere. Nice. Um, but yeah, I'm not going to... I mean, maybe I'll just put it in the middle of the kitchen table and just have it as the, the centrepiece for a year. And then also, oh, yeah, I don't yeah, definitely. To... You can just imagine being you sat like, there, put... like, "Can you pass the salt?" <laughs> yeah. Can it be used for anything else, like a vase or? No, know? it oh. is basically imagine like box tube, like four box tube, different cut okay. heights on a plinth type thing, on a like a board. But it's yeah, it's probably about I don't know, three, two, two, three feet. Two feet. You could hang some Christmas decorations off of it and have it as a little individual tree. Christmas tree. <laughs> right, Just I'm going to do that. <laughs> um, tell me very briefly about the 1932 Alfa Romeo 8C. Le Mans winning Alfa Romeo 8C. I know. It was it, it was beautiful. I basically got sent to um, France. As we know, because of that joyous thing called Brexit, mm. trying, to get, trying to transport a car over the channel from England to France is now a faff. Yeah. So we needed to do a photo shoot um, for a magazine. And basically, we were like, it'd be much easier logistically if we... Because we're only going to go over... We were, initially, it was going to be a one-day thing and then just come back the same day, but then ferry times were different. So it ended up being a one overnight. So it was a really short trip just yeah. to get some pictures in a French situation. Mm. Um, we were just like, well, we'll just... We'll just drive it over. So we just so I yeah. went and met. Um, oh, it was from Jim Jim Stokes' workshop down south. Met Jim uh, at like six in the morning, and then hopped in the Alpha, drove to the ferry, and Brilliant. we got the ferry over, photographed it for two days, and drove back again. The most insane little road trip I think I've ever done. Love it. This is a multi multi million pound car, and we're just like, let's park it up, go and get a crate for lunch, come back. That's what, exactly what we did. That's wild. Yeah, but I've not even edited the photographs yet. That's desperately the thing I need to do. Um, but it was a rebodied alpha. Um, I don't know what happened to the original race body, um, but regardless, it's a beautiful yeah, thing. Stunning cars. Yeah, they really and are. but because it was, it's not. It's a customer of one of his customers' cars, one of my customers' cars. Um, the he was very, you know, it's very gentle with the car. But the couple of times where we had to speed up for, you know, f for traffic, m the noise was, mm. that makes your fingers tingle. Love and you that. think it's such odd. And I was like, I, I kind of like looked sideways at him and he kind of looked sideways at me. But then we we're like, and then he was like, <laughs> okay, now lift. Because he was, he was so respectful of the car. Yeah. And I, but in my head, I thought, if you, if you weren't, my word, are that this would, this is an absolute monster of a yeah. car. And for something, again, something that's nearly a hundred years old, yeah, uh -huh. yeah, yeah. ridiculous. God. And that is, for me, that's a massive, I, like, I'm, again, I'm not a big kind of pre-war lover, but when you see that these cars are 140 mile an hour cars that age, and you mm. think the people that drove these as actual racing cars, madness. Yeah, on the limit mm -hmm. for yeah. that length of time. It's pretty wild. Absolutely cool. insane. But also, so photos of that will be coming at some point in the near future. Yes. I don't want to say what magazine it is going to be in because I don't know for sure yet. 
fine. But I think, but I will tell you guys. Keep an eye on the social feeds. Yes, I won't show you a picture of Amy's social feeds. And she will let you know when they're published. I will. And you will also see, in case you haven't seen it already, that whacking great big trophy, which when you're sat next to it is almost the same height as you. It is. It's it's bodily height, almost the same height as me. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to cut to a quick advert break um, for the simple reason of needing to place one and for my own edit notes. And then when we come back, we're going to be talking about a terrible film that Miles has watched, as well as Crazy... Cracing? Cracing. Cracing, which is the combination of crashing and racing. <laughs> crashing <laughs> racing cars in Australia. And uh, the new Rolls-Royce Spectre. And then some press cars. And then an announcement. And then we'll let you get on to your merry day. So uh, back in just a moment. Worried you'll need to babysit your robot vacuum? Think again. Meet Eufy X10 Pro Omni Robot Vacuum with AI-powered navigation to recognize and avoid over 100 objects. It's the winner of five Best of CES awards. And Digital Trends says it boasts almost all the same features as robot vacuums that cost twice as much. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com. That's E-U-F-Y.com. And discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799. The Driven Chat Podcast. Ah, laughing into the uh, laughing into part two. <laughs> <laughs> what a segue! And we're back. <laughs> I wonder who got you the don't, power. Don't back. worry, you've not accidentally tuned into Radio Four. <laughs> no, 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 oh God, no, no, no. I love Radio Four. It's my favourite radio station. Mars and I are just looking at each other like going. I <laughs> lo- genuinely, I love Radio Four. William loves Radio 4 as well. He just don't get it. If I could get myself back onto the radio, just as like, you know, like end of life, retirement, (laughs) Tony Blackburn type thing. You want to be Terry Wogan? No, I want to be Tony Blackburn. (laughs) (laughs) Just sitting there and just waffling absolute tosh on the radio, on Radio 4. So you want to do what we do now, but just in 20 years. (laughs) Yeah. Got it. Into the masses. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tad more right wing due to age. Sure, yeah. Just, just, sure, sure. yeah, pushing the boundaries of. Oh, can you say that anymore? They got it. Yeah, what I'm saying anyway. Uh, speaking of uh, strong opinions, Miles, you've watched a film uh, recently, which uh, I believe you were more polite in your description than I was. Terrible. Well, can I just say? But it's topical. It's topical, but also. That line that you've written there, Miles has been watching a terrible film. <laughs> I didn't write that. No, I did. I did. John I did. wrote that. I did. Um, the reason why I watched it is, one, it's a car film. Uh-huh. It's a new car film. And uh-huh. I thought, well... Is it Ferrari? Based on a true it's story. It's not Ferrari. Okay, thank it's goodness. It's based on a true story. And it's called Gran Turismo. Okay. Uh-huh. As in, you know the video game? Yeah. It, it's a film that's been produced around that game... And what happened, what, 10 years ago or so, yeah. the GT Academy, which was the first ever thing where they brought uh, a, a sim racer or sim racers together in a competition. And then the person who ultimately won that whole thing became an actual racing driver for Nissan. Okay. So they were lifted out of their living room, trained to be an racing driver, and then became a racing driver. This was Jan Mardenborough. Jan Mardenborough, who's a British lad from we- from Wales, is he from originally? I don't know, actually. Nice um, guy, I have met him, he's very nice Super guy. nice guy, and yeah, he was just very good at doing sim stuff, and then he progressed through the whole GT Academy thing, which involves the sim stuff, the fitness stuff, the PR training, mm. actual training and driving race cars, and then eventually he ends up driving, the, the story is he ends up at Le Mans, Le, Le Mans yeah, yeah, driving a... That's a, the story, that's a true story. That's the true story. True story. Okay, yep, amazing. So he ends up driving an LMP3 car, I think, at Le Mans, which is obviously incredible. Um... 
But the other reason for watching it is for any eagle-eyed viewers, um, there's a man in it that we've had on the podcast before. Or eagle-eared listeners, perhaps we should say. (laughs) Watching the film. Oh, watching the film. Oh, I see. I thought you were paying reference to a previous podcast. I'm very aware by now that this format is audio. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we have to paint pictures in one's mind, Mm. don't we, for the listeners. But anyway, I was watching the film, and uh, Nicky Faulkner, who was on the podcast uh, a couple of months ago, uh, obviously does all the stunt driving for films and whatnot, but he also has an actual part in the film. Okay. Uh, Because he was Jan Mardenborough's instructor during the GT Academy thing, so he has a few lines in it, and obviously ripped the hell out of him because, you know, he's a dear friend. Um, And he looks hilarious when he gets out of the car and he's still got the balaclava like up here like this. Has a couple of lines with uh, David Harbour and then that's it, end of scene. (laughs) At least he was in it as like a driving role. It wasn't like cameo, you're going to be the person that sells the cupcakes. For sure, which is what I would have been doing. Yeah, that's the the dream though, isn't it? If you're going to be a cameo in any film, you've got to have the most obscure role. Yeah, like I had a bunch of friends who uh, were extras in Midsummer Murders for many years. (laughs) Love that. Yeah, I know. I thought... What a thing to whip out uh, during a conversation. Yeah. What do you do? Oh, well, I'm a fireman full time, but uh, you may have seen me in <laughs> yeah, yeah. Midsummer Murders, you know, man with dog in yeah. the background or something like that. Man got... with dog too. <laughs> yeah. I feel like everyone's got at least... Do you have a friend that does extra work in films? No. Oh, I was going to say, no, I feel like sorry. everyone knows somebody. I, my, my, I've got a mate called Jack who, who is... He's been a stormtrooper in Star Wars... He, I think he did Midsummer Murders. No way. It's an all sorts of random stuff. I feel stuff. like it's a rite of passage. Yeah, yeah. Also, like huge, huge films. And he's just like, yeah, man at bar. Yes. Or something cool like that. Never a line, just there. I thought being a stormtrooper. <laughs> I bet he acted cool. the hell out cool. of it, though. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Over- overacted. Overacted. Yeah. Yeah. But I want to know why this was a terrible film. So far, oh. you've just said it was a film. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we just, just said, oh, it was a film. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> why was it terrible? It was a- right. I don't think it was terrible. I would describe it as challenging. Challenging. <laughs> um, because when you know a bit about cars, yep. and also, I know it's based on a true story, mm. but so many of the cars that are in the film are like current cars. Which weren't around 10 years ago. weren't around 10 years ago. Mm. And I'm like, that, I, I found that a bit irksome. Um, I think making a car film or a cars in a television show or anything along those lines is asking for pain because if car people are going to watch it we will instantly know when something's not right i think you get you're opening yourself up to yeah i get angry when i see cars and i I know this is niche and i know that not everyone will care but i think car people do care if you see something like a period drama or even something like set in the 80s and there's a car that's included but the car came out in like the early 90s it's a 1990s version of an 80s car it's like no that wouldn't have existed sure <laughs> get stop getting cars wrong um I, yeah i maybe it's just a car person thing i, I feel know. like we as car people probably scrutinize things more than anyone else yeah, yeah. No, wrong noises does my brain yeah like when, when everywhere everyone stops and there's a skid skid noise and you're like but you're on the grass on gra- yeah <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it? Now it sounds like a straight six. They didn't have a straight six. <laughs> I know. Meanwhile, people are actually are enjoying the film, not caring about that <laughs> yeah. one. I, know. I guess us. Fast and Furious franchise is there to prove us all wrong. Isn't exactly it? that. It is a terrible been... car film series. Yes. Yet car it's been reasonably successful like over the years. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I found it challenging from that respect, but also the casting. Jan Mardenborough is. Not a tall person. No. The guy who played Jan and Mar- Mardenborough should have been like an NBA player or something like that. <laughs> so that was another thing. And you can t- that during the whole film, 
because they do actually because I watched a bit of behind the scenes stuff as well. They do uh, show you how they shot some of the, and it's amazing. Like they actually, the behind the scenes of how they did all the dynamic shots and everything is really pioneering, really interesting. But when you can tell when he's really, really sat in the car because he's, he's got a helmet on <laughs> and he's like pressed up against the roof of the oh, car really? like that the whole time. Too big. You can just tell he doesn't fit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, this is just silly things that I picked out. Go and watch it and make your own uh, opinion. What's it called again? Gran Turismo. Gran Turismo. Yes. Tell us what you think. I haven't, I, admittedly, I've been, ter- I've been a terrible human here because I have titled it as terrible. I've not seen it. I will watch it. I'm going to go and watch it and we'll report back. Oh, it's a 2013. It's got Orlando Bloom in it. It has. Right. 7.2 on IMDb. That's quite good. Yes. It's pretty strong. That's a strong Sunday afternoon film. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I watched it um, on the plane, I think. So, um, Captive audience. A very captive audience. And I'd just watched A Fish Called Wanda as well. So that was a stark contrast. <laughs> I am excited for the the uh, Ferrari film to come out though. Oh yeah. Which is meant to be Christmas Day in the US. Is it Christmas oh. Day here? We're not I mean we're closed everywhere Christmas Day. So And is this the film about Enzo? Yes. Right. I'm really intrigued. It looks yeah. it looks it looks the, the bits I've seen look great. Yeah. Yeah. No, that will be good because it yeah, if it's more about the man then I think that's the story that people want to hear. Mm-hmm. There are just some incredible stories, aren't there? We, People that have worked with him, raced for him, just, yeah, amazing. That sounds good. Yeah. I will, in the meantime, try my best to watch Gran Turismo. The only review that I went off of was a friend of mine who is equally as enthused about cars as us, um, but I also shares very similar opinions on most television programs and films that we watch. Um, he used some very basic words to describe it. <laughs> Didn't go down well. So I'm willing to give it my own shot. Uh, yeah, maybe you've seen it. Let us know what you think. Uh, yes. Am I being too uh, mean? Do that. And, and Nikki, if you're listening, all your bits were, were marvellous. Yeah, you were great. <laughs> Probably. Probably. Um, Miles, also on our notes here that we've got, and crashing racing cars in Australia. I've gone a little right, bit... I'm not I've gone a little bit Daily Mail with my headlines. You have. Here, I'm I? not going to allow you to write these anymore because it's just... <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's how to bring the audience. It is. No, you don't forget, I was media trained by News UK, which is famous for stretching the truth. Yeah, yeah. Never let the truth get in the way of a good story, right? Um, crashing race cars in Australia is a bit of a stretch. Mm. I was racing in Australia... Um, which was the final round of the series I've been racing in this year, the Australian Prototype Series, in the Praga. Yes. So I went back out to Adelaide, uh, to the Bend circuit, and though it, it, was, it was one of those weekends where things aren't stacked up in your favour in particular. Okay. It needed to have a new engine, which is fine. We knew that. Right. End of the season, it's going to. Yeah. But it, was, it, it then needed to have that engine for the final race. Okay. Due right. to some crash damage that I wasn't involved with. Is this like a, a rule thing? No, it just needed oh, a new right. engine. Fine. Um, the engine got stuck in customs. <gasps> oh. Two days before, it was supposed to be in Adelaide. Right. Which is a problem, obviously. Yes. Because the donkey that's in it don't work. And the one that we do, we know does work is in a box. Oh. Where are they made? In Czech, Czech Republic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which is obviously notoriously round the corner from Australia. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, long story short, there's another car in Australia and they took that engine out of that and put it into my car in six hours. Wow. Which I thought was yeah, really impressive. Great. Yeah. Uh, get the car to Adelaide, qualify really well. Uh, first race, P4. Um, second race, going really, really well, getting up to P3. And then a fellow Brit 
torpedoed me oh. halfway through the race. Do we name and shame or? Yeah, Phil Hughes. What were you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to go. No, he knows who he is. Yeah. 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 Turns out, now he's having it. Phil. Um, Phil. Phil. Phil Hughes. Hughes. Yeah. Of thirty-three. Yeah. Yeah. He likes to. I think he walks his dog regularly along this certain bit of road. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, to 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 very quickly explain what happened, accidents happen in racing mm-hmm. a lot, um, but. The way that series works is we're all in prototype cars, but the the cars deliver their lap time in very, very different ways. So you have things called balance of performance and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. The Praga is not particularly strong on big power circuits like that because it doesn't have as much power as the other cars. Got it. But it's mega on the brakes. It's always the last on the brakes. And in the high-speed corners, it's the fastest thing. So that's where we gain. What, I, what happened was I passed a Radical SR8 that has a lot more power than my car. Mm-hmm. Um... And I think that might have upset him slightly. And as I was breaking into turn one, he thought, I'm going to try and break where Miles does, which is a good 10 metres later, I reckon, Mm -hmm. than where he would normally. And then realised that, um, you know, wrong speed, what do they say? Wrong corner, right speed or something like that. Um, And basically just smashed straight into the side of me. So front suspension pretty much destroyed, rear suspension pretty much destroyed. No punctures, remarkably. Mm. Um, And the steering's down to the right by like 40 degrees. And I thought, right, well, that's it. And the, the car was basically undrivable after that. And so the team, how many laps to go? At we this had, point? I think, four or five laps to go. Oh. Yeah. And the car was all over the place because no, no wheels were point, mm-hmm. pointing in all sorts of directions. And even the team said, do you want to retire it? Because it looks like you're going to go off any minute. I was like, no, we're getting to the end. Mm. Um, and I, we were so, I was so slow on track by that point. I was getting backed up into like the next set of cars. Mm. Yeah. So just fighting to stay ahead. Anyway, managed to cross the line and keep it in P4. Well done. And as we came That's back, very it, good. thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Applause from the audience. Um, and <laughs> as, thank you, thank you, thank you. And as I came back in, um, the team went, um, "We're not really quite sure how you've done that." I was like, "What do you mean?" He said, "Well, look." And the front axle was really, really bad, but the rear right wheel was towing out by like a lot. You know, every time I turned into a left corner, it just basically tried to fire me off. <laughs> so I had to deploy all of one's skill and experience. Uh, to get it to the end, <laughs> and um, we did. Well but the last Very race, well they just couldn't get it prepared for. We oh, had like really two hours, so yeah. yeah, that was sad. The, uh, the the not the planned end to the series that maybe I had in mind, but an eventful one. Eventful one, and I felt like I sort of did did my job. Yeah. Are you continuing to do Australian antics in 2024? Tis the plan. Hey. Yeah, yeah. So providing the team decides to do it again next year, I will be at the helm. Very good. Which I'm very excited about. Very well done. Very good. Isn't he good? Our he boy did good. good. Our boy did, did all right. good indeed. Did all right. Representing the Brits across the pond. Well done. Well, Screw uh, Phil. Uh, no, many sorry. Ponds. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure yeah. Phil is feeling very sorry. Does, <laughs> Phil, does Phil listen to this podcast? I doubt it. <laughs> Probably not. No, no. But if he does, um, is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very concise there. <laughs> It is what it is. It is what it is. <laughs> I feel, uh, let's switch up to some EV conversation. Yes, bam, bam, John. Bam. Well, in fact, well, I feel like we've done a lot of talking. We're just oh. going to switch back to you just for a brief moment. Okay. Because you've been very greedy and had not one, but two press vehicles this week. Yes, I know. They're like buses. They all come at once. Uh, yeah, I got back from my little jaunt in um, hot and sunny Tenerife riding motorcycle at motorcycles over volcanoes um, to find two press vehicles waiting for me. Uh, the first one is a Triumph Speed Triple 1200 RS, which is a very fast bike. 
And if you are a UK listener, you'll be aware that over the last week or so and the forthcoming week, we are being blessed now with what's called winter mm-hmm. in the United Kingdom. And we've had Storm Kieran and Storm Babbitt and Storm mm-hmm. who knows what's coming next. Um, so, yeah, not ideal motorcycle riding weather especially not sports bike riding weather but i have had a day out on the bike incredible thing we'll talk more about the bike in a future episode um only because i've ridden it once Mm -hmm. um however the other press vehicle that was delivered is hold on to your hats folks the hyundai hyundai got to get the pronunciation right like sunday hyundai ionic 6 there's a oh, sorry, I was, <laughs> yeah. the way the, the, yeah. the, the, your tone then was whoa, as if you were about to say something else yeah. <laughs> no there was a silence in the room because mm. um, yeah uh, we we have historically not been overly friendly about electric cars on the channel no but we have to we have to credit them because they are the future sure whether we like it or not part of the future. Part the future i'm not going to say a the large future. part of the future but the they are they of. are involved they, they're very much a star of the next chapter shall we say okay um but yes uh but i love so i've driven a few hyundais recently done, done some cool stuff with hyundai of late and um i kind of love the brand because if you think back to hyundai's 10 15 years ago they weren't perhaps at the top of your list of potential new no cars. Way. And if your friend said to you in the pub who isn't a car person, oh, I'm thinking about buying a new car and it needs to be this, this, or this, you probably would not have included Hyundai on your list of potentials. Whereas I now feel like I definitely would because mm-hmm. they started making cool hot hatches. They've got a really cool yeah. motorsport arm. And I they're now that. producing some quite cool EVs, which do look cool. They go very well. This one, for example, does actually does 300 miles on a charge. Cool. Is that verified? That's verified. Okay. I'm going to, actually, I've got it, still got it for another few days. I'm thinking I may even do like a, a late night, might try and do like the FOSS from one end to the, there and back, just to see if I actually get that full 300, 300. But on a charge, it's got that realistic thing where if you charge it up, it looks at how you've been driving it, full charge, it will give you that predicted range. Obviously, this time of year, with it being a bit colder and needing to use things like windscreen wipers and heated seats and all that sort of stuff, that will reduce the overall range, but it does seem to it seems to me that there is comfortably very close to three hundred miles worth of potential range in it. Uh, it's based on the same platform as the Ionic Five, which is that kind of really cool futuristic boxy, boxy robot mm-hmm. car. Yeah, um, exactly the same platform, yet a very different design. Looks very sleek. I'd be interested. I don't know if you've seen it. No, maybe. I'm gonna have I'm a gonna little Google because now. I want Google to it. hear what you think of it from a styling point of view. Because I still haven't quite made my mind up. That I, I think there's certain elements of it. I look at it and go, mm, yeah, that's quite cool. Ooh, oh. that's not what I was expecting at all. Mm-hmm. It's a lot longer than I thought. I was expecting mm-hmm. something a bit more squarey. Yeah. Which is when you base it on, you know what the Ionic 5 looks like. Yeah, it looks you, wicked. Yeah. And it, but a completely different look. For that. It has little. I'm gonna. I, I don't. Maybe you'll disagree with me. It's got little in a small picture, little Porsche elements yeah. in it. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. You're not the first to say it. But it also looks like it's a bit of a dolphin. Yes. I think I like it. Yeah. Well, it's outside, plugged in. Is it charging it right now? If we want to go and have a look afterwards. Yeah. It's um, it's a very easy car to like. You know, I'm mm. not going to say that it's the most engaging drive in the world because it's not. But well, that's not what it's designed to be. I much prefer the estate version. Oh, what's that? Is that like a it. thing? Is that oh, a, I think no. That might the, just be a render. I, uh, rendering needs to happen, yes. But, I, yeah, yeah why, well, that's a topic for another podcast. Why aren't there more estate 
EV cars. We've got loads of SUVs. Sure. What, what about, I think BMW 5 Series is going to have an i5, I think. Whether they've confirmed that or not, I don't know. But don't I know. think that's going to happen. They'd be mad not to do it. Because surely the platform works. But anyway, yeah, more estate cars. But yes, it's a funny one. It's um, it's extremely luxurious. It's very comfortable. It's joyous to drive. I wouldn't go as far as saying it's you know inspiring to the point where I'm thinking about how I might own one in the future. But it's just a lovely thing. My only gripe with it is there is one, which does seem to be, this is not a Hyundai exclusive thing, but modern cars with their addition yet their added convenience for everything oh let us worry about the speed limits for you and let us worry about lane discipline and all that sort of stuff it does all that and it does it all with a bong and a bing and a mm, ping that's super annoying there are so many different bongs and bings and pings and tunes and things is that in an orchestra it's a symphony to it's drive. a bit like that like if you go so for me driving off of my driveway for whatever reason, the car thinks I live on a national speed limit road, which I don't. So it immediately tells me that the speed limit is 60. And then I, and then it realises I'm not. So it pings to tell you, oh, it's actually 30. But then my road immediately becomes a 40 and then a 60. So it pings three times to tell you the difference. Then if you go over the speed limit by one mile an hour, it bongs not once but four times. Oh, that's so annoying. It's a bit annoying. like, you know when you're on the aeroplane and somebody hits the boom, yeah, bell yeah, button, yeah. does that. Yeah. Just boom, yeah. boom, boom. And you're like, oh flashes on the dashboard now you can turn it all off that's fine and then of course if you start to if the car thinks you're getting a little bit too close to the white line it'll bong for that if it thinks you're a little bit too close to the car in front it'll bong to that if it if a leaf crosses the road and it thinks you're going to crash into it it'll start to break for you like cool. little things you can turn it all off which is fine does it stay off or when you start the car again no it doesn't oh my so god if you, if you why do they do that yeah that's yeah. the thing so it's got to be a legislation thing let's say yeah. if you want to get out you want to get in the car uh You've got a long commute, perhaps to get to the office, which for me is like 25 miles. And I might think, oh, I'll pick up some milk or something for lunch. So I'll quickly stop at a shop. In the time that I've driven from home to the shop and I've turned that annoying secret. And it's not just button on the dashboard. It's going to settings, going to audio settings, going to driver assistance. Find it. It's, at the <laughs> very bottom of that setting, is there a little box that goes, remember settings? No. Like Unless that. I'm missing a trick. And if I am, then somebody needs to send me a DM like now, this evening. Um, so that I know how to turn it off. But I've tried saving myself as a new driver profile. I've tried using other driver profiles. There is, There doesn't seem to be a way, because it remembers other things, like it's got enhanced audio for when you're driving and it does that futuristic sci-fi sound. You can turn that off and it will remember you don't want that on when you mm. get back in. But for the, and it must be a safety thing, as you say, legislation of some variety. It's so frustrating. And I know it sounds like there'll be people listening and go, oh, get over it. It's a, it's a little bong. No, it's thing. genuinely it's really annoying. It's so yeah. annoying. Because I drove the um, Genesis GV80 mm. recently uh, in London, and it's so distracting having all of that stuff kicking it off is. all the time. Because you can imagine there's lots of things. When you're driving through the city, yeah. there's loads of stuff happening. Yeah. Um, and it just never gives up. No, it's always it. trying to tell you something. You're like, just and shut up. When, so my very first drive, so it was delivered here to the office. We immediately plugged it in. So we had it fully charged. And then for my drive home. And a natural reaction, and this I'm sure would be the same for anyone that's driving a car for the first time, is it's all a bit new and unfamiliar. So you're getting used to everything. You're getting used to the way it feels, the way it steers, the way it brakes, that sort of stuff. So when you suddenly hear a, a bong, to me, a bong and a light on the dashboard means something's wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, oh no, if, if you're in a BMW of, 10 years old and it bongs 
the engine lights come on or a Volkswagen or something like that. So you hear all these bongs and bings and you're looking around the dashboard going, what, what, yeah, is, what it? is it? What, and you're looking for the one icon that's flashing that's like, oh, your, your steering's not quite good enough. Um, yeah, just modern cars. Mm, fun. Too helpful. Too helpful. Yeah. Sometimes just Let us do helpful. the driving. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that's my only thing. So, yeah, if, if anyone has got the... Um, the the knowledge of how to turn that off then just drop me a line that'd be much appreciated <laughs> uh, but staying on the electric theme yeah and back to Rolls Royce yeah getting a lot of airtime this they week Rolls Royce yeah. Amy said she hasn't driven one recently neither have I maybe we should get one Oof. maybe you should maybe we should um, I need to go to Scotland twice in the next three weeks so, uh, well that would yeah. be the perfect do you yeah well okay. I'm flying up I've got a Kia launch oh have mm, you EV9 um, the big Range Rover take on thing Good nice yeah, I'm not, think, not doing anything work related Little oh, you not party and actually this weekend, going up this oh. weekend, yeah, and then we're going up in the Defender because all the rest of our cars are slightly broken. Mm. Going back to your Rolls Royce, yeah. sorry. Well, not my Rolls Royce, <laughs> Miles's Rolls Royce, and certainly not mine. <laughs> the um, Spectre, yeah. The, so the Spectre is it, it's the first ever all electric. Rolls Royce. Mm. <laughs> we're starting to see this a lot now, aren't we? With, yeah. With manufacturers going right, this is it, our first ever, and. For me, and I think for many other people, the idea of a fully electric limousine car, a car that you would be driven in, yeah. or a, a luxurious thing like a Rolls-Royce, makes a lot of sense. I think it does. And I, again, like, you know, we, we, we sort of, it's a bit tongue-in-cheek, but we give EVs a bit of a bashing most mm. of the time. But um, if it was to work in a car, then it works in this car really, really well. It, yeah, it's a, it's a luxury car. I mean, what's incredible, the first, so I was driving it for a film, um, we were shooting like some B-roll stuff for um, journalists and stuff when they actually do the reviews and all the all that kind of stuff. So I won't say too much about it because obviously that's for the proper journos to do. Mm. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, in, in terms of jumping in and just being able to just operate it, yeah, super easy. But it really, really works in that car because it is utterly silent. Yeah, I mean, the, obviously. They do a great job anyway of their cars with combustion engines. The cabin's super, super quiet. Mm. But this was the thing. Uh, this is the thing with the EV cars. When you lose the sound, when you lose the noise of, you know, gearboxes and engines and stuff like that and road noise and stuff, you start you start to pick up on stuff that you wouldn't have heard before yeah. because it's normally covered by an engine or something yeah. like that. Obviously, that's not the case. So then the work that they have to do to make it even more refined than it already was, I just think it's remarkable. Mm. So for a concept electric car to work in a luxury limousine type car, I think it's yeah. is spot on. In terms of like little rattles and little yeah. squeaks and things that it's will like come. wind noise, isn't it? That's yeah. the other Stuff thing. like that. Don't and I mean, it's, when I say completely silent, I mean si perfectly silent. It's almost like being in an anechoic chamber. It's quite wow. strange. Does it have a thing where you can turn on noise? Because like the, the Hyundai has this. You can turn on the dynamic noise. And I think... A lot of manufacturers had to do this because they were getting feedback from customers that without any noise at all, they were getting a bit motion sick yeah. because their huh. their brain couldn't quite piece together the fact that they're accelerating, moving, but there's no sound. So therefore the brain goes, uh, vomit. Yes. Yeah. And You've that. been poisoned. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's exactly that, which is why people, if you, you know, sometimes if you read a book or you look at your phone in the passenger seat, your brain loses track of movement versus not movement, and then you feel a bit ill. Yeah, um, I think it does do that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was just focusing on not crashing into the back of the camera car, really. Um, <laughs> Which is a lot harder than people think, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Really and, is. Because usually I'm the camera person. Yeah. So is, is, it, is it hard? Yeah, because you're conscious of, I think, when you, especially when you have a, 
a very, very vague understanding of how cameras work and taking photos or filming, which I think we both, Miles and I, do, and not nowhere near to your level, Amy, but... So, you're an award-winning pro. Um, so you're constantly thinking, like, I don't want to make the, the photographer's job difficult. I don't want to get, you know, drastically put the car in an awkward position. You're looking for, like, hand movements of a little bit closer, a little bit further back, a bit more speed. Um, and then, of course, the big overwhelming thought of either I don't want to crash into my friend Amy, who's hanging out the back of a Land Rover, sure. or hit the £30,000 8K red cinema camera <laughs> that's hanging off a equally expensive bit of metal. For sure. Mm. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I'm I'm lucky that I get to do it a lot, so I, I feel like I've got it down by yeah. now. But first, for sure, you know, for anyone that hasn't done that before. But, you know, the Rolls Royce Spectre. 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 Made light work of it. And um, also, it's ballistically fast because it's mm. not a light car. I don't know exactly how much it weighs, but it's like, I don't know, 2.7 or something It'd like be that. a big, heavy thing, yeah. And it's just unbelievably fast. Yeah. It goes on. It's, it's a, a question to lead on from that is, and I remember we, early on when we started this podcast, mm-hmm. Amy and I, we used to talk a lot about the sacrilege of taking a a combustion engine out of a car, certain cars that just sound so characteristic with an engine and then replacing that with an EV. And we used to get angry and upset about that. But there are a number of cars, and a Rolls-Royce seems to be the prime example of this, of there are a good few cars out there that just suit. They don't need noisy engines. Mm-hmm. So what, what what's next? What do we think? What would you not be sad about to see? I mean, any... Bog standard washing machine car. Mm-hmm. I yeah. have to say, I couldn't be bothered like a about yeah. things like you know, like Lunez are doing those EV conversions on the nineteen twenties and thirties Rolls Royce. Now, to me, that makes sense because that's never been an, a car that's been about raucous noise. It's been about gliding you through. Yeah, but to the engineering in it mm. that you're losing, I think, is just a masterpiece. Yeah. So I f- would feel sad for losing that. But maybe you could say the same about any any kind of vehicle in their engine because obviously it's been refined over years and years and years so who am I to say that the washing machine engines are better or worse than 20s Rolls Royce engines yeah but I think I'd just be I mean have you ever I think photographing a lot of these engines especially the pre-war stuff and the, the some yeah, beautiful pre-war stuff like the level of detail is just mind-blowing mm. and although and if you're not a car person it'd be a frustration you'd be like why the hell am I having to deal with this mm-hmm. give me an EV but I just think it's something that we've... I think it's a skill that we're not losing because it's changed, um, but it's definitely something where I think it's a it's a shame things aren't built so beautifully, even just from an aesthetic yeah, point of view. Engineeringly that. perfect in the era that they were built mm. and aesthetically beautiful. And I don't. Th- I think we often have one or the other now. Yeah. Um, but maybe I'm wrong. Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong in the comments. Yeah. Fight me in the comments. <laughs> I'll run away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's an interesting one. Yeah, perhaps one for your listener feedback as oh, well. Oh, I'll tell you a car that I think would look really cool as an EV. Mm-hmm. Uh, Citroen uh, DS. Yeah. I think that's something that's got a very futuristic design. Uh-huh. But, I mean, I've not really heard of DS too many. Dr- I've not never driven one. They did do the V6X. Oh, no, I'm, I'm going a bit later. But the XM was the Maserati-engined, wasn't it like a rescue story? Maserati rescued Citroen or Citroen rescued Maserati. Again, people are going to be shouting at their headphones <laughs> going, oh, idiot, calls himself car person. Can't remember. But it had a zingy engine. Uh, terribly unreliable car. 
But <laughs> that. But yeah, generally speaking, that's what I think of. I think of those big, like, cruisy. Even anything that w- was really futuristic in design and never had a good sounding engine to begin with. DeLorean. I was. That was my terrible next, car. <laughs> next, yeah, genuinely, that was my next thought. Mm. I was thinking no DeLorean. Way. Yeah, mm. uh, I think it would look wicked as a, an electric car. Yeah. But also, like, I was in London last weekend, and obviously, London's Brighton, and um, the there was a there was a Taycan Porsche that just drove mm. past. Yeah. And for an electric car, I still love that noise because yeah, it's like this. It's like a, <laughs> but it sounds futuristic. It does. And I, if anything, I prefer that to silent EVs. And as because I feel like you're taking on the acoustic future, uh-huh. yeah, rather yeah. than just going scroll that with the quiet. There's a there's a Porsche engineer that designed that noise. Listening to this, going, yeah, that's exactly what I was going for. <laughs> Punching the air. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Amy Haynes likes it. She yes. yes, got it. Yeah. But honestly, what other EV have you heard? Yeah, that true. You think. I like that. Well, we've heard do, all... do you like silence as car people? I like. I I'd rather hear nothing externally and probably internally as well. Like that, we I think we've all experienced now the new i range from BMW with the Hans Zimmer soundtrack inside. Oh yeah, yeah. that you accelerate and it's kind of cool. Like once or twice, you're like, ah, it's a gimmicky. It's thing. not. It's novel, isn't it? It's a novel yeah, thing, yeah. And, but then you can turn it off and yeah. it's fine. I the, the one thing I th- I'm sure we can all agree on is that we don't like fake engine sounds no for sure the new fiat electric car bath have you heard this thing yes yeah what's what are you doing Uh who who in the world (laughs) is going i'm gonna buy the new electric car bath because it has a fake engine sound stop doing that insert face into palm yeah yeah no it's a it's a tricky one but yeah we'd like to hear your feedback as well God, we're asking the listeners for a lot of feedback. We are. Sorry, listeners. But there's a good reason for that, because we've been building up to an announcement, or a announcement, if we're being grammatically incorrect, which we (laughs) often like to be. Uh, And the announcement is, and the reason that I've decided to leave this until an hour and a half into our recording, or an hour and 20 minutes into our recording, is because if you're still here, then you're the kind of person that needs to be aware of this. You are, therefore, our key audience. Um, We do actually have very good retention figures, but we know that not everyone makes it to the end. Some people listen in two parts and therefore don't always get to the very end. But here we are. The announcement we have, ladies and gentlemen, and to uh, some of you sat in the room, this may come as a bit of a surprise. I have no idea what this is. I'm getting ready to draw breath. We are drawing an end to the Driven Chat podcast. Tell me more. <laughs> I clutch my pearls. <laughs> <laughs> if she were holding a fruit of champagne, it would be on the floor. Uh, but yes, that's right, folks. The truth is we are drawing an end. In fact, I've got a bit of a, a, a script, which I have read for a bit of voiceover that I've been waiting to put out on our episodes. We've not done it yet uh, for, for very boring, complicated reasons, but you're going to get the picture of, of where I'm going with this. So yes, um, we are on our final lap. We are ending the near of our. We're nearing the end of our journey. Uh, our road trip is almost over. Ugh. The Driven Chat podcast is drawing to a close, but fear not, because it's not actually going anywhere. Uh, we oh, are. He's done that thing. Going. There's me holding my breath. He's like, done that thing <laughs> that TV people do. Yes, I've done a Dermot O'Leary. You have. Yeah. You led us down a path. <laughs> We are going to be drawing an end to the Driven Chat podcast. This podcast itself is going to be ending. Uh, It's going to be ending this year. So at some point in December, that's only a month away. 
but we are then going to be relaunching, and there's a few few reasons for oh, that. Amy, so don't worry, we've still got jobs. Not. Yeah, we've still got jobs. <laughs> We're not. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh God, imagine if that. Oh, and by the That's way, are we telling me? Um, sorry. Uh, yeah, this is it. This is the end. No, no, we are. We're going to be relaunching uh, under a new name, a very slightly new name. So we're dropping the chat. We are getting rid of the chat. I've never liked it since the day that we started it. The one thing I didn't want to have was the word chat, anything about our brand. So if you are very much familiar with our brand and what we do, you will have noticed that drivenchat.com is is now evolved into Um, driven.site. Likewise, with the YouTube focus, we have less reference to Driven Chat. It's just driven. Our brand is driven. We own the trademark. Driven. Can you believe uh, so impressive. we are, it's very impressive, isn't it? <laughs> yes, thank you, uh, the team of amazing people in the office for that one. Um, so yes, we're going to be relaunching in the new year. It's going to be at some point in January. It's not going to be beginning of January. It's not going to be like new year, new me. Um, we're we're going to get this right. So we're probably going to get a few episodes under our belt first, get them recorded, get them all edited beautifully. Um, we're going to be episodic. So we're going to have like seasons, whereas this time around, we've basically, we started at some point in summer of 2020 and just carried on every single week. It's been a marathon. Which which can be good uh, and also can be an absolute nightmare um, for those of us that need to keep this big machine turning. So we are going to change that as well. So it won't necessarily be every single week that you'll be hearing from us, but it will be as near as damn it. And we will be continuing with very much the similar kind of thing. It's going to be us talking to people from the automotive world but with that and with the fact that it's going to be a new chapter for us this is where we throw the microphone over towards you our dear listener and we ask what would you like from our new chapter of driven we do occasionally get some great feedback from listeners we get loads of people saying really lovely things when they've enjoyed episodes we also get some constructive criticism i say wow too much that's a fact and i've had somebody <laughs> write an email about it Someone's and go i love your podcast but you you just say wow too much that's wow. hilarious but you know what you're right he's right i do um, I, i'm so you, sorry you I as a john got... saying wow me, it's too me, much. me me okay yeah, so yeah, not I'd... like us like going no 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 no, no, no. <laughs> no it's me that's amazing um I, i'm gonna see whilst we're chatting away i'll see if i can find the exact email that went into uh hello at driven.site maybe we should have a we should have an episode where every time you've said that it just we insert another oh, word it's, it would be just terrible over the top it would of be it. it would be it would be really really bad is the subject title too much wow uh i don't i can't remember i can't find it i, I if well I, thank you uh, dear listener no but it's oh, true. that's the other thing i've got one for you oh john's getting a hard time now <laughs> go on I sp- my, one of my very very close friends who, li- who loves the podcast yes. loves the podcast yes said that John says, dear listener, way too much. <laughs> I've always said dear listener. Exactly. What's wrong with that? I don't know. I'm talking about one person's advice here, John. Oh, no. But do you care about that one person's I advice? I thought... Yeah. <laughs> somebody, asked, <laughs> somebody asked if I was copying James May when I said that. And I said no. Because from memory, you're, you've been around since day one, Amy. Mm-hmm. It's just something I've always said, isn't it? you said it for a long time. Yeah. yeah. Dear listener. I this is for you, dear listener. Because yeah. I'm talking to you. Dear, Dear listener. listener, yeah. Who, who's the friend? Oh, you know. Just... <laughs> <laughs> Is this one of these my mate said? It's actually just you. No, it's not at all. It's genuinely not. Asking for a friend. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm sure. I, no, yeah. In all seriousness, we uh, the the constructive feedback is is more than welcome because we oh, want it to be good. Yeah. We want it to continue to be good. Well, exactly. What would, that. What would you change it to? From Dear I don't listener? know. I'm, I'm, I'm listener. 
the wow thing I get. The other thing that I... I don't think I... So re- I, I... Oh, no, I do. I say do it you? The other one is now. I now. start a, new, I now. Start a sentence now. thinking, now. And I... Because the thing is, what you have to remember is we've got our brilliant audio producer, Tom, that will make all the sounds sound brilliant. And then I often do a final polish. So I will listen three or four times to the episode before it's gone live, which is torturous if you struggle with the sound of your own voice, which I do. It's a good thing that you oh, love yours. Gosh, it's, <laughs> So anything that involves me having to watch footage of myself mm. editing video or listen to my own voice, genuinely, I know there will be people out there that don't understand this, but it is excruciatingly painful. Yeah, it is. So it makes it all the more strange when we do get nice feedback from people that go, do you know what, I really enjoy your podcast. And it does. It means that the, the world We've had a lot us. of that recently. Uh, it's been then, great. But when people do say, you say, wow, a bit too much, I'm like, I know. I know. I can't you're say right. upon it, but you're absolutely you right. Um, so yeah, what else do we say? Erms, you know, I always say um, and I'm like, ah, that's annoying. But again, you only notice it yourself, I guess. So yes, anyway, we're on a tangent. We are relaunching. We're going to have a new brand. You will notice our social media things are going to change a little bit as well. Ultimately, you need to do nothing because we are just going to continue going. However, there will be a new podcast to look out for in the new year. We'll tell you more about it nearer that time. Uh, keep an eye on the socials if you're following us. We are still Driven Chat on social media, so go and find us there uh, and check out the website as well, driven.site, where you'll see the big announcement happening as and when. Uh, but if you are listening in real time, then no need to worry about it just yet. It's going to be another month or two. If you're listening five years into the future, this has all happened and you already know about What does it look month. like? Maybe it's been rebranded three times since now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who knows? Is the, is, is the earth really flat? <laughs> Have we really found Don't that Don't get me started on that. <laughs> It's not, by the way. Um, right, I think. Are we there? We're there. I think we are. We're there. Yeah. We're happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any I'm other very, business? I'm very happy. Anything we missed? Did I miss my anything on our agenda? Oh yeah. Oh. Look at the very end of your list. Oh, that's How could important. you forget? Yes. That's the one that keeps uh, <laughs> tea in our mugs, as they say. <laughs> God Almighty, I'm terrible at this. Right. Yes, we are considering. Not not dependent on, but considering for our new series sponsorship. We have put some shout-outs about this in the past. We have had some sponsors in the past. However, if you are a person within a brand that perhaps has the power, the ability, the influence to put a bit of marketing budget towards something, that something could be us. And therefore, you, in return for some finances, will have a beautiful advert for us. Um, you know how sponsorship works. If you don't, it doesn't matter because it's not relevant. So if you are somebody that maybe interesting sponsorship give us a shout we have a lot of listeners we're listened to in a lot of countries in fact out of interest including yemen are we yeah do you know what out of all the countries in the world only 17 we haven't been downloaded and we've had well over half a million downloads like yeah. way wait that's underselling us hugely well over half a million downloads um 17 countries. So if you are if you are in any way travelling to any of these next 17 countries in the near future, just do me a favour whilst you're there. <laughs> just Download one of the episodes. Because yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll get to see it like that. So uh, Nicaragua, Venezuela, uh, French Guyana, Senegal, Guinea, Liberia, the Ivory Coast, Burkina Faso, lots of African countries. Um, come on, Africa. Uh, Togo, Benin, Chad, South Sudan. Myanmar, nobody listens to us in Myanmar, can't work out why, uh, Tajikistan, Bhutan, and annoyingly, the one I really wish we did have at least one listener, North Korea. Could you imagine? Could we have anyone in North Korea that might, or somebody 
that might somehow find themselves there. And don't cheat with a VPN. <laughs> no, don't do that. We need you to go. <laughs> what we need you to do, dear listener, is go to North Korea, download an episode of the Driven Jack podcast, screenshot it on your phone, and send it in to us. We don't ask for much, okay? No. I mean, would you, would you just do that small solid for us? If you could us? just go to North Korea. Um, yeah. but, but to your point, yes, we, we, we were actually looking through the statistics just this morning, yeah, and we good, were surprised actually to find that we are... We are um, Mr. and Mrs. Worldwide. We are very, yeah, we're very lucky. We don't actually talk about it a lot in terms of our achievements and accolades. But yeah, for the past week or so, we've also been top 10 of automotive podcasts. And when you look at who else we share that space with, it's pretty incredible. Um, And even like number 20 in leisure podcasts in the UK blows my mind. People listen to this. Go us. Yeah. What are they doing? Strange people. Yeah. Yeah, go, go to, to work. Yes. Yeah, go, and, go listen to something actually interesting. No. <laughs> what have you learned in this episode? Nothing. Absolutely. Why nothing. are you here? Yeah. Anyway, right. Uh, more on this and more of this in the not too distant future. We will keep you up to speed with our new developments as time ticks on. In the meantime, go and have a lovely day. And your one last mission, if you are one of our core, hardcore, main majority, favoured, favoured listeners... Uh, share this episode with somebody this might be your first episode with us it might be one that you're hearing as a result of some recent episodes where you've not heard of us previously if you've enjoyed it and you thought actually do you know what my mate ben would really like this or karen or Susie, send it to them send them a link go have a listen to this i think you'll like it and if they don't what have you got to lose other than your friend saying you've got terrible taste in podcasts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you've sent that to me. I don't want to talk to you ever again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, indeed. Uh, right, Amy, what are you doing the rest of today? Uh, editing those uh, alpha shots. Perfect. Nice. Trying to unscramble uh, the eggs in the back of your car. Oh, yeah, hopefully they've... <laughs> I'm quite glad that it's a, it's a quite a cool day because if it's not, I've got all my honestly all my all my, my milk, my sausages, the 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 they're all warming up in the it's back of the car. Scattered around, <laughs> absolutely <laughs> carnage. <laughs> Never seen anything like it. Uh, I'm going to send you a photo. Uh, what am I doing the rest of today? Um, I, probably I, I am going to lunch. I don't know. That's not very interesting. Going to lunch. lunch. I'm going to have some lunch. Have yeah. some lunch. Yeah. That's very good. And then and obviously plan the rest of the world domination that we have planned for next oh, year. Oh yes, 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 and that and that. Yeah. What are you doing, John Marker? Oh, editing this. Hey. Painful. Yeah, but fun. Um, good. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening. We will be back next week probably. Uh, can't guarantee what time because we've just fallen off the rails a little bit, and that doesn't matter. Thanks for listening and goodbye. The Driven Chat Podcast, powered by Paramex Digital. Worried you'll need to babysit your robot vacuum? Think again. Meet Eufy X10 Pro Omni Robot Vacuum with AI-powered navigation to recognize and avoid over 100 objects. It's the winner of five Best of CES awards. And Digital Trend says it boasts almost all the same features as robot vacuums that cost twice as much. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com, that's E-U-F-Y.com, and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799.